I was on CNN. I was on MSNBC. I was on Life and Style. They sent a limo for me. They up and took me into the city. And that was a daytime talk show. I was on G4 Tech TV, which is like a lower level, whatever, but they flew me out to L.A. to be interviewed on their show, and that was fun. Inside Edition, I went to their studios. MSNBC, same deal. They sent car service for me to go to their studio. Fox 5, um, Good Day New York, they just did the story without me there or anything like that. Channel 9 in Chicago, I called in for the interview. ABC 7. Hi, I'm Michael Sunoff, founder and CEO of HardToFindSeminars.com. For the last five years, I've interviewed the world's best business and marketing minds. Along the way, I've created a successful publishing business, all from home, from my two-car garage. When my first child was born, he was very sick, and it was then that I knew I had to have a business that I could operate from home. Now my challenge is to build the world's largest free resource for online downloadable MP3 audio business interviews. I knew I needed a site that contained strategies, solutions, and inside angles to help you live better, to save and make more money, to stay healthier, and to get more out of life. I've learned a lot in the last five years, and today I'm going to show you the skills you need to survive. Hi, it's Michael Senoff with Michael Senoff's HardToFindSeminars.com. Here's a short consultation I did with one of my students who ordered my audio marketing secrets product. This is a lady named Blair, and she is a love and relationship expert. This consultation and interview is somewhat two-part. The first part is a great story about how Blair had put up this website and got bombarded with all kinds of media. She scrambled to put some products together for her TV appearances to sell. The second part of this interview is me answering questions on how she can package the information products that she's been working so hard in putting together. I think you'll find this consultation both an incredible story about the media and helpful with me fielding her questions. Let's get going. Let's get going. I've been playing around with my USP, and my current one, learn how to effortlessly attract the one, and no settling allowed. But I don't think it's really, like, that strong. In developing a USP, there's definitely a process. You want to separate yourself from other love gurus. How are you different than all these other guys like Dr. Phil and Dr. Laura Schlesinger and with John Gray? Isn't he a relationship guy? Yeah. So you need to work on your USP. Have you listened to any of the recordings on USP? I have notes down. I mean, here's the thing. Girls come to me. I'm not teaching them just how to get dates. You know, to, like, have something to do on a Saturday night. I'm teaching them how to, like, align themselves with attracting their husband to them. Like, the best match for them. It's not about settling. It's not about getting married to, like, a good provider. It's more of a really connected relationship. And I teach them the laws of the universe, which also increases the wealth that they're making and things like that. But I'm not giving them dating advice of, like, what outfit to wear or how they should pick up a guy, like, how they should give him a look or whatever. I'm really teaching them how to use their internal power. Because most of the time women are going out and they're looking online or they're going to singles events. That's you doing actions. That's, like, a lot of busy work. And it's frustrating to a lot of women. It doesn't work. 
you could either not do it at all or you pair it up with using your internal power, which has to do with working with the laws of the universe, like, you know, meditating or visualizing. And it's more in-depth from that, but that's what I teach people. So what are some of the other stuff, like meditating, visualizing your perfect mate, what other kind of things? I teach them how to make this vision board. It's how to flow with a relationship. A lot of times people get attached. You know, they think one guy is great and they're in a relationship with him. They think he's so wonderful and they'll get very attached to that relationship. So I'll teach them how to separate themselves from the guy and be committed to the goal of finding that ideal match. Relationship, if it's not going well, how to have enough confidence and self-esteem and to know intuitively when to leave. From the other gurus out there, you're offering something a little different than what everyone else is offering. I think it's deeper stuff. I mean, if you go to Mars and Venus guy, you know, John Gray, mm-hmm. he's talking about how women and men are so different. And also like that book, The Rules. You know, yeah, The Rules, yeah. Oh, man, I used to hate that book. But they're teaching you very... Surfacey things. Yeah, that's not what I'm about. And the girls who are attracted to what I teach, I mean, I'm teaching them to really have a deep connection with themselves. How did you get there? How did this come about? You're listening to an interview on Michael Senoff's hardtofindseminars.com. <laughs> it's all I ever think about, or at least when I was young. Ever since I was young, I used to always be very obsessed with relationships. And then studying all the books, reading all the books, learning everything I can, asking for all these different teachers. And then throughout life, I just ended up in this love field. Like I used to be a matchmaker for a Warner Brothers television show. So I was around a lot of singles and couples there and finding out what works, what doesn't. And then I ended up consulting for Match.com and running their events mm-hmm. and just working with singles there. I was always searching for the secret formula of how to attract the one. And then through my journeys, I mean, I started working one-on-one with people, and I saw that they were taking my advice on how they were getting happier and feeling more confident and not as fearful. It's all about, like, getting them to be more relaxed and that they're on the right path. A lot of women feel like they don't know what to do. Like, we're never told by our parents what are the steps to take to attract the one. We're given very mixed messages by society, and basically they're saying, oh, dating is a numbers game. Well, it's not a numbers game. You don't need to go out on a million dates to be finding the one for you. You know, you could just be going and walking to the supermarket and happen to meet guys that way. Or going hiking, doing something that you enjoy. But it's at a deeper level than that. It's becoming magnetic that you're drawing these people into you. So basically, I was just all frustrated about this. And around three years ago, I think it's been three years, I put up the Mary Blair website. And this was just a private project that I thought would be just for my friends and family. And I was like, hey, you guys. You know, this was still at the point that I was still searching for that secret. You know, how do you find this guy? Like, I've tried everything. I'm able to help other people. Like, what the heck is going on? And I put up this website, and then it got out to the whole world. And within two weeks, I got an email from VH1, and I was going in and having a meeting with them that they wanted to do a reality show with hmm. me finding my guy. What happened with that? Well, with VH1 or with me finding the one? Yeah, with VH1. I'm not interested in doing a dating reality show. So I told them no, and I've still been talking to them, and the idea hasn't come to me yet exactly how I want my show to be formatted. The Mary Blair website, in a nutshell, what was that website? Was it a blog? 
It was a site that went up that said, basically, do you know my husband? It said, you know, I'm going to be 27 in a couple of weeks here, and I've been a... It was just for you, personally. It was basically like an online profile about me. This is me. This is what I like. You know, you click to the next page. This is my bio, and the next page is this is who my husband is, and I wrote all this information about who my husband is. The next page was pictures of me. Like, this is how I'll look when I meet my husband. This Hmm. is how I'll look when my husband asked me to marry him, and it was, like, very goofy. Is that all up there still? No, I don't have the original site up. Okay. And and so you put that up, and did you promote it, or was it just up? No, it just got out into the world. I have no idea. And then you got a call from VH1 two weeks into it? Two weeks later. Well, first I was still building the site. It wasn't done. And this was like the third day into it. I had 50 hits on it. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was me because I was fixing up the website. The next morning I wake up and it was something like 2,000 hits. And I'm like, what's going on here? Something must be wrong with this counter. And then I started getting floods of emails. And people were writing like, what are you doing? Are you crazy? You know, that's so desperate of you, putting that up there. And then I got like tons of emails from women being like, I feel the same way. I'm so frustrated. I'm ready to get married. So you just poured out your frustration and what you were looking for to the world. You were just like journaling. Yeah, but I didn't think the world was going to see it. It was just for like my family to be like, okay, fine. I know, all right, you know, let me pass this around to my friends and mm-hmm. let me match her up with somebody. Okay. Because I was like, I'm not dealing with this anymore. You guys could take care of this for me. I'm not doing anything anymore. I've tried my hardest. Also, two weeks into it, I got an email from MSNBC. And- so, well, good. You started getting all these emails. You found that there were women out there frustrated like you who identified with what you were doing. Yeah, I always thought that I was alone in my search and my frustration to find the one. So I was getting emails from women and men from all over the U.S. writing me emails that they were feeling the same way. I got tons of emails from guys that they're like, I'm looking for my wife, too. Do you want to go out with me? Mm -hmm. Oh, and then there was another page that you could apply to be my husband. So I said, send in your picture and send out these certain details. And then I would put you up on the website, and people would vote on you for that week if they think that I should give you a chance. Okay. That was like the entertainment. I'm very an entertainment-y person because I've been working in TV since I was like in high school. I mean, it's just like in my blood. Did you meet some guys through there? Yeah, yeah. Like, so they would vote on them. I put their profile up, and then everyone had so much fun. Like, I would get over 2,000 votes in the polls each week. Mm-hmm. People would say, yeah, he's the keeper. No, throw him back. Okay. Kind of How long ago was this? Well, I'm 30 now, and I was just before my 27th birthday. So it was like three years ago. So while this was going on, I was getting tons of press requests. So I was on MSNBC within two weeks into that. And you could see the press clip if you click on the videos up there. So how did they contact you, by phone or email? Everybody sent me email. What did they say? They said, hey, we saw your site. You want to do an interview? I think I must have printed out the email somewhere. I have, like, a whole scrapbook of my memories of that. Okay. Yeah, it was like, we heard about your site. Are you really looking for your husband? And the whole kicker here was what the theme seemed to be was, number one, that they couldn't believe someone was saying that they wanted to get married because it seems like, and this goes along with the whole testimonial thing that I was telling you about before, is that this is something that people are, like, usually a little bit embarrassed of or ashamed that they want to get married because you're supposed to either be single and happy and confident that you're, like, playing the field or you're not ready to settle down because Mm -hmm. if you say that you want to get married, then it's looked at as, like, oh, that's kind of sad. She wants to get married and she can't find a guy. At least that's how society looks at women have more pressure on them.
So mostly girls are kind of quiet about that. They're like, oh, I haven't found the right one. But most girls don't share. Like, I'm really frustrated and upset, and I want to be having kids when I'm still young, and I really just put it all out there. Did you save all that? Yeah, well, I have it down on my to-do list. I want to print out the original Mary Blair website have it on a CD. I think that's going to go into like a book, which is like my journey with love. But you really hit a chord that you're identifying with a lot of people. So the press, when they interviewed you, was it really about the story about you looking for love and I want to say the desperation of it? What was attracting the media to that site? What do you think? Was there a common denominator? Yeah, I mean, the common theme was, here's an attractive girl, which you never hear. Usually, again, you think that if someone's going to be saying that they're looking for a husband, oh, they're desperate, pathetic, probably not good-looking. So here's an attractive girl who's saying that she wants to get married. How come she hasn't been able to find a husband? That was one take. The other part of it is that I work in the love industry. I help other people have better success with dating and being on that right path, finding the one, and how come I can't find it for myself? Right. That was the second part of it. And I was doing three, four interviews a day, Inside Edition, ABC. Did you go on Inside Edition? Yeah, it's awesome. Wow. Is that video up on your site, the Inside Edition? Yes, it is. I think it is. Tell me some of the media you got, because this is good. You got Inside Edition. You went on and did a segment. I was on CNN. I was on MSNBC. Did you go out to these locations? CNN, yeah, they taped a segment with me on location in the city. Yeah. Was that a good experience? Yeah, I love it. Again, I'm a TV person, so it's like a lot of fun for me. Uh Uh-huh. I was on License Style, which is a show that's not on anymore. They sent a limo for me to pick up and took me into the city, and that was a daytime talk show. Okay. I was on G4 Tech TV, which is like a lower level, whatever, but they flew me out to L.A. to be interviewed on their show, and that was fun. Inside Edition, I went to their studios. MSNBC, same deal. They sent car service for me to go to their studio. Fox 5, um, Good Day New York, they just did the story without me there or anything like that. Channel 9 in Chicago, I called in for the interview. ABC 7. When you were doing these interviews, you weren't really promoting anything, but was it mentioning go to the Mary Blair website? Yeah, I mean, that was like the one thing that I had my big lesson about press. They were interviewing me. It was like basically me as a personality. Like, this is what Blair did. This is interesting. Other people should hear about this. Stuff like that. So it was like go to the Mary Blair website. Everyone promoted the site. I was in the New York Times. I was in the New York Sun on the front page, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right next to stuff about the Iraq War was my picture. <laughs> wow. Yeah, really cool stuff. And then since then, I've been written up in the Daily News as one of the 30 entrepreneurs under 30. So were they categorizing you as an entrepreneur? That's the whole thing. A lot of people heard about me. That was talking about my Metro event planner company. Were you doing that then, the classes? Yeah. Okay. I've been doing everything for several years, but I really came out. I mean, I had got press on my company before, Mm -hmm. but it really came to, like, a whole other level. I mean, I've done over 80 press interviews worldwide. I mean, I was written up in the Israeli paper twice. I was on an Italian website or two Italian websites all over the place. Wow, okay. Did you check stats for your website when you were getting all this press? What was happening to the site? Yeah, it was insane. I don't remember what the numbers were right now, but I was getting, like, loads of visitors and loads of emails. Like, I really could not keep up on everything. And that was very surprising to me because I was getting a lot of emails of how I was inspiring women. Mm-hmm. That. I was really speaking up and sharing my truth. And once that site went up, I mean, my whole dating life changed. 
because I always had a problem before attracting guys who really wanted a commitment, who wanted to settle down. I was never attracted to guys who wanted a commitment. And now I was finally dating guys who did want to settle down. And it started with me dating them through the website for years now. I was in a long-term relationship not too long ago, but those are only the guys I date now. Those are only the guys that I meet now. Everybody wants to look, and they're very honest and open about their intention. So the website, it was inspiring all these people. I was blogging and sharing my experience. So if at first it started, okay, I'm going to go to the singles event. Oh, I didn't meet anybody. You're Jewish, right? Mm-hmm. Were you just doing the Jewish singles, or you didn't care? Yeah. You wanted a Jewish guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, and there were a bunch of nerds there. And Whatever, same deal. But, you know, it was just like, let me go out, because now I'm not just looking for the one for myself. I'm here. All these girls are writing, and all these guys are writing me that I'm inspiring them. Okay, now i got to step up my game, because I don't want to let anybody down. You know, it became like such a bigger mission than just me. And then through that, something changed in me. All of a sudden, like, the secret to find the one, that secret formula, it came to me. Like, the answer that I was looking for my whole life, it came to me. What was it? It started with me, number one, cleaning and being proud of my desire. My desire was to get married. I was always so afraid to tell a guy that. And most women are. You know, that's a big thing. Most women are afraid to have, like, these deep conversations with a guy because they don't want to ask for too much. They don't want to seem pushy. They don't want to seem like they want something before he's ready. And that's how women are brought up. Either we're told that by our moms or we're told that by our friends or just by media in general, like, don't scare a guy, which is total bullshit. It doesn't happen. Then I became the love guru. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, it was really like a transformation, and my relationships just went to a whole different level that I was operating. Everything made sense to me then on how to go about navigating my relationships and how to go about attracting them And I was like, you know what, I hate these online sites, and I stop that. I don't do that anymore. And you have to just be flowing a certain way and putting out a certain energy that it attracts to you. I mean, a lot of people teach it about money, but people don't really teach that. There are, like, you know, the secret. You saw that movie? Yeah. Yeah, so people teach it a lot about money. No one's really out there teaching it about love. I mean, I'm thinking of this one lady, Kathy Freston, but other people don't really teach it. You know, plus I think I'm like the youngest of the bunch, and I don't speak 100% to the spiritual community. I'm more mainstream. You're done with the J-date and the match and all that? Maybe I'll be up there one day, but I don't think so. What don't you like about that approach? I'm not anti it. I just don't think it's right for me. I mean, there's a whole story, you know, with the whole USP. I mean, that was like where it kind of started from. I don't know how to phrase that. What you can do is, when you play back this recording, re-listen to yourself, and you may find a USP out of what you've just said, and you'll be able to phrase it probably better than me, like where most websites focus on tactical approaches to finding your mate. We focus on teaching an internal approach using the laws of nature or whatever. You know, you've got to have something that separates you from everything else. My issue just with that is, I think mainstream people, they're not really drawn to that because they're like, what are universal laws or that's like too hoody, duty, whatever for me, you know? Well, look at the secret. People are attracted to the secret. Yeah, but that's just because they were on Oprah. No, no, no. It was going even more before Oprah. Well, that was a spiritual community. I'm a mainstream person. 
you don't want to position you as that spiritual route? No, no. I feel like I am a spiritual teacher, but I really enjoy helping mainstream like Cosmo reading girls. All right, then you got to go mainstream concepts, mainstream routes, 10 mistakes most people make on online dating services, you know, things that most people are doing. Okay. That whole thing could be a great recording within your package because there's so many people going the online dating route. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I have a lot of products to make. <laughs> Keeps me busy. Well, basically, I put together, I think it's been four audios so far off of your notes. Audios that you already have. No, I decided to just put aside the product stuff I already have. Mm-hmm. And I said, let me just start fresh using your program. Okay. So I taped four things. My first concern, which is just like a minor thing, I guess, but I think it adds up to like just a little bit over an hour for the four recordings. And I noticed that your program is a little bit over an hour and you're selling it for a certain price. But it was just my concern of like, hey, am I keeping this a digital product, which I guess I am, rather than putting it on a CD and mailing it to people? Because I would like to separate the four different CDs because they have different titles. It would be kind of cool to get a CD with each name on it, but then you put it on it's only 15 minutes. No, that's okay. So what you've done is you've gone through the course and you are implementing and putting together and creating an information product that you can sell. So you've got four different titles, total audio adding up to about an hour. What are the four segments, the four recordings on? The main title is... I call myself the love guru, so it's the love guru's best-kept dating secret, proven ways to meet men everywhere you go and attract the one. And then audio one is eight guaranteed techniques to meet the man of your dreams. Audio two is 11 fatal mistakes that will keep you single and wondering why. Great, okay. I happen to like that one, yeah. And number three, seven answers to the most frequently asked questions about dating. And four, which I took from your cue, was Hmm. a fast-track dating guide, 11 ways to get you attracting dates in the fastest time possible. Good girl. I am proud of you. I think they were fun, yeah. That's great. And you've just recorded a monologue, just recording into a microphone? Yes. So you're looking at what, around 15 minutes a piece? Some are longer than others. I think total it ends up being an hour and 20 minutes or something. I think that's fine. Sometimes the quantity of the information is important, but it's the quality of the information. You know, if you're giving good information, if someone pays for your product and they're looking for love, and you know what an emotional thing that is. I mean, people will pay a lot of money to look for love or look for tips on how to find love. You can't put a value on that. And if you're giving them valuable information that is going to help them get there, as long as you're delivering the goods, regardless whether it's two minutes or whether it's two days, you're okay. I wouldn't worry about it not filling up the whole CD. That's okay. Okay. But you can still add value to your product by adding more interviews and more recordings. Like, for instance, on Audio Marketing Secrets, those 15 consultations, that came over time. You know, when I first started selling the product, I didn't offer all those consultations. But as I did them, I threw them in there to increase the value of the product. And I did increase the price. When I first started selling the product, I was selling it for $97. And you're going to be able to do that. So you're really never done with your product, but you've got a great first start. Okay. So that's fine. I mean, the most important step is you got off your butt and you did it, and you've gotten started. So you've got four CDs. Don't worry that they're only 15 minutes each. That's okay. 
And it all really has to do, you know, when you're selling is packaging. It has a higher perceived value that you have four different CDs with these four different subjects broken down than just one CD, you know, advice from the love guru. You see, you've packaged it better. This goes into, like, another host of questions. Let's do it. Go ahead. Okay. But I think that fear that you have that you're not offering value based on the length of the recording, I think that's a confidence thing. It's just in your head. I wouldn't worry about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, related to that, another kind of confidence thing, which I work through this stuff a lot when I'm offering my own products because I really want to give people a lot of stuff. Right. Another CD I put together, you know, I did it a while ago. I have so much information on there, and I go into details. This was one you did previously? Yeah, I mean, I have to revamp that. These two CDs, it's $14.99, and they get a lot of information. It's just priced so low. Okay. So I'm a little bit torn because with that products, those other two CDs that I've been selling, there's all this detailed information, whereas this, it's not so much detailed. It's packaged very nicely. It's very flashy with the titles, and then, you know, I go through each topic briefly, like, number one, fatal mistake. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit out of character for me, because I usually talk, talk, talk. This might be sometimes information overload. That's possible. What is your ultimate goal here with your business? How would you really ideally like to see your business going? Do you want to be booked up doing consultations by phone with people? Do you want to put on these classes? Would you like to just kick back and be an information marketer, preferably online, where you're selling digital information, where you don't have to deal with any of the shipping and the hassles and stuff like that? What do you want? Well, I'm building an empire here. I mean, that's like an umbrella for the whole thing. Basically, I used to work in TV. I'm planning on going back into TV, like getting my own talk show and my own radio show. And that's where I want to be spending my time, doing love stuff in a public arena. Preferably on TV? Yeah, and since the Mary Blair website went up, I've been talking to television production companies, and I've just been waiting for the right offer. Like, certain things have not been lined up yet. Right. And a lot of that has to do with products. I plan on having tons of products. I have so many ideas. Yeah, before you go on TV and get more notoriety, you got to have something to sell. Yeah. Okay, I got you. So, so this is that part of it. So it's not so much working one-on-one with people, although I do like doing that. It's like I'm a Dr. Phil on TV, and then you have all these different CDs, and I take you through different love programs. Okay, I'm with you. I'm writing a book and all of that. When's your book going to be done? Well, it's like a work in progress. I don't have a date on it. I have different things written down. I Mm. did have an agent, which I haven't really been in touch with lately because, again, I want to have these other products in place. Okay. So I'm a little bit gun-shy, I guess you could say. But I want to have a lot of products in place before I go bigger. Well, getting a book out there, even if it's self-published, I think is real important. And a simple way to do it is, for instance, you could take that real detailed interview that you were just telling me about that's on CD, the two-hour one, and you can get that transcribed and maybe edit it down a little bit and maybe just create an outline for it, and that can become a temporary book for you. Okay. You can always add to that. You know, you can do a collection of four or five consultations with clients of yours and transcribe those consultations and put them in the format of a book. There's lots of books out there that are very successful that are nothing but a collection of interview transcripts. You know, it's a work in progress. It's very hard and time-consuming writing a book, probably your traditional way. But banging out five good consultations with students of yours that cover different topics and transcribing them and putting them into different chapters and creating a book. And forget the publisher route. Just self-publish. You do your own title and you're self-published and there's your book. 
You know what I mean? If you really feel like you need that hardcover look of a book, there are small independent publishers that can print you up and direct ship one book at a time or in orders of 1, 5, 10, 15, 20, and no one would ever know that it didn't come from a major publisher. Yeah, yeah. I definitely have done a lot of research on that. Okay. I'm interested in that. I want to zoom in a little bit. When you're talking about these consultations, so I have that down as one of my questions. Go ahead. This goes hand-in-hand with testimonials. Finding love and being single and saying that you're unhappy being single, it has a stigma that you're a loser, it's something to be embarrassed of, possibly. I mean, that's how society looks at it. Right. So, number one, with testimonials, no one ever wants their picture up there. They don't have a website to promote like they're running a business, and it's different than business consulting. So, I'm looking for, like, what kind of information can I ask for people without it seeming questionable that I'm just using initials and location and age? Are you saying you want to get testimonials from your clients for the website? I have them already. I want them to be better testimonials as in, like, oh, this is actually a real person. You know, which normally people put a face up there, they put a real name. For more exclusive interviews on business, marketing, advertising, and copywriting, go to Michael Senoff's hardtofindseminars.com. You could have a picture of their face, and you can do a simple digital audio testimonial. So you could call them up. You say, Blair, hey, it's Michael Senoff here. And first, I'd get your permission to do a testimonial, and you can just get their story. And I could say, Blair, you and I met 12 months ago, and you paid me for some consultation services. You were single at the time. We spent X amount of time on the phone. And tell me, what happened? They don't want their picture up there, and they don't want their name up there either. Oh, well, then if you have people who don't want that, then they're not going to be a good testimonial for you. Do you have any raving fans that you've helped that are willing to share with others? Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I have many raving fans, but nobody... No one's willing to do a testimonial for you. Well, they'll give me testimonials, but they only want to use their first name. They say, I don't want my full name up there. It's embarrassing to say that you're single. But you've done consulting with them. Do you have any testimonials that went from single to love to boyfriend or girlfriend to marriage? I have such, I mean, I don't follow it through to marriage because that's kind of like they take it in their own hands and I work with them for a period of time and stuff like that. Your raving fans, the ones you've really helped who love you to death, should be willing to give you one of those. Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, if you could maybe go back and kind of think, is there anyone that you really help, and you may have to do some research on it, that went from, you know, single and lonely and desperate, and then they met you, and you really impacted their life, they made changes, and now happily ever after. I mean, this is the promise you're selling. You're selling solutions to loneliness and being single to finding the love of your life and hooking up with that person and living happily ever after. That's the kind of testimonials you'll need on your site that fit with your promise and what you're all about, right? Mm-hmm. I know. I'm just having trouble with that. These are girls that are just starting on this path. You might not find your husband. It might not be for six months, a year, two years because mm-hmm. they have to follow certain... Okay, so look, if you're just starting at this, then let this be a goal. You don't have to have all these testimonials now. If you don't have them now, you just don't have them now. But you just go with what you have. If you have some written testimonials and they're only willing to do their picture and their initials, then no just picture. no picture. That's what I'm saying. No, people don't want to be identified that they needed help finding love. 
You're the boss, okay? If someone wants your services, you're going to set the groundwork. And in your agreement with them, you can stay. Just like Publishers Clearinghouse, when someone enters that sweepstake, then they sign it, and there's all a small print on the back that says, if you win this sweepstakes, you have to show up on our commercials. You have to show up on our TV shows. There's conditions. You could set conditions that if someone consults with you and uses your services, whether it's one-on-one consulting or they buy a product or whatever, they have to agree once they find love they have to agree to a testimonial where you can use their picture and their name and a recording or a story about how it happened you don't need hundreds of them if you get five or six good ones for your site that's good enough Mm-hmm. So you set the groundwork. Now, if you have to negotiate, maybe you could trade. You can say, I'll tell you what, I'll give you a free session if you agree to this. So you could barter your services in exchange for a great story. That's what I was going to do. That's what I thought would be the route to go do that. And as you continue on, you just keep in your mind that these great stories help sell and promote you. Okay, I'm doing it all the time, like with my marketing consulting. Let's say I get an email and I get a success story from one of my consultants, which I got two emails over the weekend. Two of my HMA marketing consultants said, hey, I just got a new client and here's the deal. I closed them for $3,000 a month for four months, but here's the problem. And then I said, let's set up a time. Let's talk. I want to get a recording of how you got your first story. Are you willing to do that? He said yes, and then I'm going to give him a little consulting time on the phone. So I'm trading a little consulting time for his permission to say, go ahead, Mike, I'm going to tell you how I got my first client as an HMA consultant or how I got an additional client. And then I'm going to turn my digital recorder and I'm going to record it. And that recording is going to go on my site as listen to how others get clients using my HMA marketing consulting. So I've got a recording of the story, absolute proof, great testimonial, and a great promotional tool to sell what I'm selling, which is my marketing consulting program. You can do the same thing. So as you're consulting with people or selling products, let them know that you're looking for stories. You know, Reader's Digest years ago and probably even today, even the National Enquirer will pay for your story. Let your site visitors know we'll pay for your story. You know, offer them 10 or $15. You may have to pay for a few at first. And I think a very powerful way is an audio recording, simple digital audio recording, and you ask for their picture. If you can get a recording, that's all you need because you can transcribe their story and you can take a quote out of what they said and put that as text on your website. So set a goal for yourself, five good testimonials in the next six weeks. I could do that. I mean, in setting that up, I mean, here's the thing. Say they get on the call with me, and I give them the free consultation because I've been thinking about that since listening to your website. Yeah. But then usually what happens is it gets pretty emotional on a lot of the phone calls. So, you know, the girl might be crying or she's upset about this or upset about that. And, you know, again, it's like, oh, please don't put that up or I don't want my information to be up there or embarrassed now. Okay. What you do is you make an agreement before you do the consultation that you're allowed to record the consultation and do what you want with it before you start. So you have their permission, and when you get on the phone and you start recording, you let them know. So it's not emotional at the beginning. And then you just tell them to relax. What you can do is you can say, if we use this consultation on my site or in any of my products and you feel uncomfortable, 
about me using your identity, I won't use your name. But you can still use the consultation, and if they get emotional, that's great drama. Then they're not going to want their picture up there either. Here's what I'm thinking. You're going to offer these free consultations as a way to build value in your product, right? Yeah. Okay, so let's say you had 10 of these consultations where you're really giving them your best advice, and these are real-life stuff. It's emotional. They're crying. They're getting to root issues of where they're at and why. That's the meat. That's your product. The people listening don't care who the person is. Oh, they, I know that. They want to hear you and your advice and your solutions to them because they want to listen in and maybe use that advice for themselves. So, yes, some of them you may not get a testimonial and be able to use their picture. Some, maybe you will. But the real value is you've got these great consultations in real life demonstrating your expertise as a love doctor or what have you, and then you've built value. You've got a product. You could take those and put them into a book. You could put each one on CD. You're building value for something you can sell. For like you said, when you get some larger exposure, you need something to hustle. And all of this is product material that you can sell. If their name and identity isn't on them, it doesn't matter. The value is still there. Okay. The value is in the content, not their name. If someone's brave enough and is willing to let you use their picture, and if you can get an agreement beforehand, you're giving them a free consultation, you know, get that in an agreement before you start, and, you know, a deal's a deal. But if they're so against it, you leave it alone because you know you've got the content, and that's the real value. Some of them you may not get that picture, but some you will. Not everyone's going to say no. Do I need to have them sign off on an agreement or just record that it is okay to record this? If you're dealing with them signing off on an agreement by paper, it's going to slow things down. What I would do is when you get on the phone and you have the recording going, you just let them know. Like I say, Blair, you know we're doing a recording. Just like I said to you, and I have your permission, and I say, Blair, you know now we're going to do this recording. You say the date. I'm trading my time. I'm giving you $200 worth of consulting time by phone. You agree to let me use your story in my promotional efforts, whether it's in a book or on my website. And if it's okay, I can use your picture and all that and you just get them to say yes because they want the consultation so they're going to say yes most of the time if they really have a problem with it move on and then you get into it and you just say relax don't worry because once they get into it you can't possibly be thinking about two things at the same time you can't be spilling your heart out and thinking about them being recorded once they get into it they're going to forget that they're being recorded Okay, it may take five minutes or ten minutes or twenty minutes, but eventually, if you're doing your job and you're directing them and asking the right questions and getting into their issues, they're going to forget and they're going to relax. Okay. That happens. All right. You may be thinking about the recording more than them. Okay. Because after all, they're talking to you because they want solutions to their problems. For example, I have this dating boot camp starting tomorrow. Now, what is that? Is that a physical location? No, it's through the phone at six weeks for an hour, an hour and 15, and I'm meeting with a girl mm-hmm. and taking them through steps, which I'm going to package that and then sell. Okay, so you're going to record those? Yes. Good. So here's the thing. I was thinking about, because I get a lot of material, it really becomes magical once you get people to comment and you get into it and their feedback, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I had sent them paperwork, just like initial stuff for the dating boot camp to like sign off on, and one of the notes was, check here if you want your voice to be removed from, which I guess I shouldn't have given them that option, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. And everybody checked out that they wanted their voice to be edited out. How many girls do you have for it? Five. Did they pay you already? Yeah. I'm curious, how much is the dating boot camp for six weeks? Five ninety. Five ninety? Yeah. 
You know what you can do when you get them on the first call? Just explain to them that you girls are really lucky because we're going to use your case studies to impact millions of women around the world. And I'm going to really count on you to open up because we're going to record these sessions and these are going to become official dating boot camp product. You know, you could play hardball. You can say, look, it's either this or you can wait for the next one. But I think you can do this. I think if you just explain to them and say this dating boot camp is going to be a product that may be turned into a book and your stories are going to really help women from all over the world and we're going to record these and I need to let you know these are going to be recorded and possibly used down the road. If anyone's uncomfortable with that and would like their money back, please say so now. But I'd really appreciate you guys participating in this. Oh, damn. What's the big deal? You make five phone calls. I think they'll say it's okay. Or if you're hesitant, wait for your next boot camp. Just do your boot camp like you were going to do it. You've already been paid. You have to record the next one. Well, I don't know when I'm going to do another one. Then you got to go for it. you got to ask for permission. Don't worry about signing paperwork. That's going to be very hard. Once you start the boot camp and everyone's on the phone and you let them know this is being recorded, you can read your terms and conditions. They don't have to sound like an attorney. You can say, welcome to dating boot camp. As everyone knows, we're recording these sessions. We're going to be using these in promotions and maybe some of the clips on the website down the road. What you can do is you can tell them you won't use their identity. Mm-hmm. You won't right. use their name if you're more comfortable with that. Yeah. You can explain that in the promotions, if you're uncomfortable with me using your full name, I won't use your name, and your identity will be concealed. Just let them know that. They just don't want them to know who it is, you know? Yeah, yeah. So solve the problem that way. Be flexible. But I'd stand your ground, and I'd record these and let them know that these may be used in promotional purposes on the website or in a product. And if anyone does not agree with that, they need to let me know now, and maybe we can reschedule them for another boot camp. Mm, yeah, that's hardcore. I had a question about you have the audio up on your website, but then I noticed that there's a password there. So there was different ways I was looking at it. If I should sign up for an account with ClickBank or with Payloads.com, Mm-hmm. or if yours was doing it a separate way, that I should get a programmer to do a password protecting or whatever was the easiest. For when you develop and sell the product? Yeah. ClickBank is really for affiliates. That's if you want to get other people selling your product for you. It's sent for, like, digital products. Well, you can deliver it. ClickBank, that's fine. I mean, I don't have a ton of experience with ClickBank. I have one product up there. ClickBank will automate everything for you. ClickBank does make it pretty easy. But once you have your audio and wherever you host that audio, just like that's all hosted on my site. I just have it in the password protected folder. That's all. How do you get that? You need a webmaster to do it, and I can direct you to a website that you can find very inexpensive web experts that will do this stuff for you very cheap. It's kind of like an auction site, so you can say, Hi, I'm Blair. I have a series of audios I want to put up on my website, but I just am clueless on how to create a username and password for where I put these audios. Who could help me? And then people will bid on it, and you'll get people who say, I'll help you, you know, for $5 or $10. Oh, you Elant is a way or rent a coder. Rent, R-E-N-T-A, coder, C-O-D-E-R dot com. 
or put an ad in Craigslist under gigs. Have you ever done anything with Craigslist? Yeah, I use that a lot. Just run an ad in gigs. Hey, I need a good webmaster. I need some simple help on my website. Get a kid who's in your area who can come over and do it with you right there while you're in front of the computer and show them what you want to do. Sometimes it's good to have a local person right there. Oh, okay. So what shopping cart are you using? I have my own. I've got a webmaster that did it all. But I'm not using anything specific. Oh, okay. okay. You know, if you can only have a couple different products, you could use PayPal. Okay, so you could do simple PayPal buttons would work for you. PayPal has the ability to redirect to a download page once the payment is confirmed. I have PayPal and I also use Neva. And I don't know if PayPal, I think, like say I have item A and item B, I think it has to direct you to the same page. No, PayPal is a whole shopping cart system, yeah. The problem is you've got to go through and learn how to use it. Right, okay. All right, was this helpful? Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. That's the end of my consultation with Blair, the relationship expert. If you have any questions whatsoever, please contact me at 858-274-7851. For more exclusive interviews on business, marketing, advertising, and copywriting, go to Michael Senoff's hardtofindseminars.com. Hi, it's Michael with Michael Senoff's HardToFindSeminars.com and another bonus tip. How would you like to turn your $28 book or ebook or even a concept in your head into a $3,900 information product? I'll provide you the secrets on how to do this. If you'd like a completely free 30-day trial of my system for turning your simple book or even just a concept in your mind into an information product that you can sell for or even as much as $3,900 or more. This system includes a whole range of tricks and tips to help you pack your audio program full of great stories that take control of your listeners' brains. My information product creation system comes with my personal guarantee that you'll create an information product worth from $97 to $497 that's designed to sell like hotcakes. This is a 30-day free trial. If you'd like information on this, please email me at michael at hardtofindseminars.com. In the subject line, write in all caps, $28 book, and I'll email you information on how to turn your $28 book or even a concept in your mind into a $3,900 information product.